These days, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make all kinds of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more, right here in the USA. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs in towns and cities across the country. And jobs bring pride. Purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20. Grand Canyon University makes earning your degree possible with over 130 academic programs for traditional campus students with more than 80 bachelor's programs offered online. GCU provides you with the personal support you need from complimentary unofficial transcript evaluations within 24 business hours to scholarships, academic support, and your GCU graduation team led by your own university counselor. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Listen to me, baby, you just can't win. Places you trying to go, I've already been. La, 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 la. The Inner Wealth Podcast. La, 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 la. The Inner Wealth Podcast. La, 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 la. The Inner Wealth Podcast. You know what day it is. Inner Wealth Podcast with David Liz. So manifest the greater this. And things all good, cause I say it is. Investing in inner wealth, real generational wealth is mental health. It's an inside game, no toxicity. Let's talk and more listening. Ladies and gentlemen, and now introducing David McCullough, Elizabeth Holstra, host of the Inner Wealth Podcast. Inner Wealth Podcast. Inner Wealth Podcast. Inner Wealth Podcast. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Inner Wealth Podcast. So last year around March, oh, not March, May 14th, I was featured on the Earn Your Leisure Podcast. And fast forward a year today, we are here with the Earn Your Leisure <laughs> Podcast. Fitting, very fitting. Yes. What up, though, guys? What up, though? What, what up, up though? though? What up, though? <laughs> <laughs> so, man, I'm grateful to have you guys here with us and uh, just want to have a conversation about mental health, emotional health, financial health, because they're really, they're oh, really fact. all interconnected, mm-hmm. wouldn't you say? Yeah, absolutely. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. You can't have one without the other. So, right. so tell us about, a little bit about your journey, how you guys got to where you are with, with the podcast and everything. Yeah, um, so the podcast kind of came as a byproduct of, you know, financial literacy is is really our life story. Um, you know, me having a background in finance and Troy having a background in education, you know, I was a financial advisor. I still am a financial advisor. And at the time when we really started this journey of financial literacy, he was a teacher. So he brought me in the classroom to teach financial literacy to his students. And that kind of morphed into a uh, summer program where we did financial literacy for six weeks at different topic every single week from credit to stocks mm-hmm. to you know um pretty much everything that you need to know how to buy real estate all that stuff taxes mm-hmm. taxes yeah. and um so that was kind of the birth of us working together on the financial literacy side and 
you know, him just becoming better and better in education, me becoming better and better in finance, and, you know, social media was something that I really gravitated towards. Mm. I, I knew mm-hmm. I wanted to be a social media, you know, expert on finance, whatever. I didn't know exactly how I wanted to package it, mm-hmm. but I felt like I had something to offer to the world, and I wanted to, you know, I knew that social media was the best way to really kind of get that message out there. So right. I was building my own social media brand, uh, for finance for about two years before we started earning Legion and that built up a lot of momentum. And then from there, a lot of people, you know, was asking if I had a podcast because I would go on other people's shows and, you know, film myself and take clips of that and put those clips on Instagram. Right. So a lot of people thought that those clips was from my actual podcast. So mm-hmm. they, okay. they kept asking, like, you know, where can I watch this full <laughs> thing? Like, what's the name of your podcast? So... <laughs> It got to a point where it just made sense to like start something that wasn't mine. Yeah. So as opposed to just doing the show by myself, you know, Troy, like I said, we already had that chemistry as far as working together. And, you know, I speak to him every single day pretty much for, for the last 20 years. So So y'all grew up together then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, from the same neighborhood. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So oh, so okay. so basically everything you knew, you, you knew. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I tell people that all the time. Like I come from a background of education, everything in business I had to learn. And that comes a lot from being around him and our other friends, too. You never want to be the person in the conversation who doesn't know what you're talking doesn't about. know anything, right? Yeah, yeah. so you, you, if you want to <laughs> yeah. be part of the conversation, you got to know. And so I, right. every time they would talk about something I didn't know, I go research and I come back with some information and it just grew from there. Mm-hmm. So that that's interesting, you, you know, you guys say that because you're talking about two years that you just spent building up your platform and then you're talking about a 20-year relationship with yeah. with you guys like how long were you a financial advisor for um, or you still are i when still am start? so i'm like 13 years in with the finance so i was probably like 10 years at the time we started earning leisure 11 10 years um of being a financial advisor so yeah. that that's the that's the misconception like oh it only took y'all two years <laughs> right no, right no, no, that's no. to <laughs> get here now we 10 years we so that program was we did that for 10 years in the summer so everybody while everybody was on vacation oh so you did wow. the financial literacy program yeah. for 10, 10 years 10 years in the summer yeah and then i remember when we started i was like i need you to come man and he was like i'm not going back to school man i, I, I want to do that but as you saw like how receptive the kids were and the fact that they were gravitating toward information that they know and that's the key thing in education like mm. when something's relatable yeah Kids will enjoy it. And important. They don't teach you that in, uh, in school school, and, so and that, it's so important. I knew that right away. Yeah. Right? Like, I'm in the school, so yeah. I know what's being taught, and I know mm-hmm. what's not being taught. Exactly. And I know what's going to be vitally important. And so when we were doing the program, like, we have to implement financial literacy because right. at the end of the program, the kids were going to get paid $500. Mm. So it was going to be the first time coming in contact with that type of money. I wanted them to understand the value of it, how to treat it, how right. to use it, how to share it, how to spend it. So important. Um, and so we were doing that for 10 years. Nobody thought of anything of it. They just see what happens with earning leisure. But yeah, mm. we were grinding in the summers, no air conditioning, mm. Mm. <laughs> in yeah. a band room. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> in a band and room. I think that's important for people to understand, too, is like the journey, even without even planning it. Like you always say, okay, like, you know, it takes a certain amount of years to become an overnight success, but mm-hmm. your whole life prepares you for, for everything that right. you're at. Right, So it's right. like, you know, everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. So we didn't know that those things that we were going through mm-hmm. in life would prepare us for this, but so, yeah, we only had Earn Your Leisure for two and a half years, but me being a financial advisor for 10 years, him being a, a teacher for 12 years, us doing all of that stuff was really the resume mm-hmm. to get us right. to this point now. Yeah, it's, it's not a far deviation, right? If people look at it like financial literacy, the teaching of finance, 
mm-hmm. right. teacher. He's in finance. Right. It makes right. perfect sense. We've yeah. been preparing for this our whole life. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of your story, David, because people don't see, you know, how long you you've been in this this industry grinding, yeah. like the the hard days. You know, they only yeah. see the, they only the see pretty it. stuff. Right. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but, and, but you know what? That's the same thing. We we over the pandemic, we got into uh, IML, mm-hmm. um, and mm-hmm. we started trading. Yep. And you know what we saw with people? Yeah. People always only show their wins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, right. And I'm like, why is everybody winning but us? <laughs> like, man, I'm over here get my ass kicked. <laughs> well, we we taking these losses, and then we would every time somebody would win something, they would call us. Mm-hmm. But then when they would lose, they go dark. We don't even know. They would just go dark. They go, go silent. Dark. We were like, man, you blew your account, didn't you? Like, yeah, because yeah. you ain't hear from them for some days. Like, we knew you blew your account. So yeah, yeah. it's like that thing, like that. We want to show people all the good stuff, mm-hmm. you know, and but I think that that does a, a great disservice because right. it's, it's the the grind. it's the hard stuff, man, yeah. that really builds you. So what's exactly. what's some of the hard things you went through financially that maybe even took a toll on you mentally, emotionally, if you can share anything? Whew. Financially, I, I'll never forget, and he was there to attest to it. I remember I had just got a, a job in education, and the first thing I wanted to do was get a brand new car. And um, I never forget. I got this BMW. Two, I think it was two thousand five, uh, five twenty five. Mm. Mm. And and uh, I was looking at the payment. And they were like five hundred sixty five dollars a month. And I was making like twelve hundred dollars a month. Mm. <laughs> oh, oh, man. And I was like, man. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> five years later, I'm finally trying to pay this thing off. The the, the parts for the car were ridiculous. It was probably mm. one of the worst financial decisions I ever made. I brought my financial advisor with me at the time. Now I'm joking. <laughs> uh, but now, nah, you know, it was those things I, I wanted to show, like, people that I, I had done something. Mm, yeah. And my way of showing it was, like, I'm going to get this brand new car, not knowing that financially it was a terrible decision, but I had to go through that. And so I always tell kids, like, look, start off with the hoopty. <laughs> start off with the hoopty. But, but you know what? You're, that's the problem with our, our, our self-esteem is attached yeah. to what we purchase. Right. It felt great. Yeah. 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 And it I remember great. growing up, my mom just just kept programming into to my head, like, you're not going to be living at home driving a $60,000 car. Like, how much is that that you've seen in a culture where it's a Range Rover parked on the front lawn mm-hmm. when the range house. costs more yeah. than a house? Yeah. That's a fact. Yeah. <laughs> like, we saw a lot of that growing yeah. up, you know, and that became the thing where we wanted to, you know, like Chris Rock is talking about, they spinning, they spinning. Some of the 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 spinners and yeah, the, the trails, free yeah, wheels back in the day. It's like, yeah. or even the day Chappelle, I'm rich, bitch, pull up with the truck <laughs> after they won the lottery. Like, yeah. those are all mental health issues, yeah. really. Yeah. But I think yeah. we only think about it from the standpoint of you went to a doctor and you got diagnosed with something, but our decision making is all based on mental health every day. Well, everything you purchase is based upon that. So, exactly. so I, so I, I definitely understand that. Like having a high car note. Like I knew guys, they was getting, you know, Escalades, and I'm like, dude, you still living at the crib, bro? <laughs> like, you get an Escalade, that thing six hundred plus the insurance. Yeah, you mm-hmm. almost at a thousand dollars. Facts. And you ain't even got a crib. You ain't yeah. got a place. Yeah. Mental but but issues. I think I think I think it's important to have these conversations because what y'all talking about just even when I talked about the Rolex y'all had on like the Rolex <laughs> and right. you like yo but that's an asset though <laughs> yeah absolutely right. and all of a sudden that changes how we look at things like mm-hmm. oh you know I need to go and actually you know 
spend money more wisely where I'm still you're holding investing. on to it, yeah. but at mm-hmm. the same time, investing. I can still kind of have some fun with it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but it's it's interesting for black people. I, I I thought it was just us that had these issues until I did a Dave Ramsey's course like ten years ago, right? Mm-hmm. And they would you you would do it at these churches. So we went to this church, and I'm the only black person in this room, and I'm like 30 years old or something like that. And what Dave Ramsey's was teaching was very basic. I thought I was about to come learn some Market Monday stuff. Like, <laughs> no, nah. he's like, yeah, act your wage. Don't spend more than you earn. Like, that's pretty much the whole thing. And I was like, That's kind of what they teach you in, in school, you know, this regular school. Like, they don't teach you nothing about how to spend your money wisely or anything. Anything. So when I got out of high school, man, <laughs> I jacked myself up with credit. Oh, I, I didn't myself understand it. Credit that, that's what came next. After, uh, you know, you're trying to make the payments on the car, all your money's going to there, and then you have your regular life. And so now credit cards come involved in, yeah. into the equation. And it's like, oh, man, I'll take that that 13% for the first six months, and then that 29% kicks in after that. And it's oh, like, whoa, right. this is different. Right. But nobody's telling you that, right? Exactly. Like nobody was saying, hey, don't do that. Like your friends are applauding you because yo, you got the that that car's fire. Yeah. And now you you're living off your credit right. card, so it right. looks like you you're doing okay. Mm-hmm. But again, like you said, it goes back to nobody teaching us, nobody giving us the education. Right. Like my parents didn't know that. They didn't they didn't really understand interest rates and things like that. Mm-hmm. Like they don't they don't come from this country, so. Where, oh, where they from? They from Jamaica. Oh, oh man, I didn't know that. I didn't know you. I didn't know you from the yard, man. Big things are bad. Big things are bad. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So you know these things again. That that's the power of, of being around people. Like like I said, like my my best friend Rashad. Listen, I'm not sure if that's the best idea. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm learning from. Oh, him. he told you that. He's told me that a, a, a bunch of times, <laughs> and and I've, I've taken his advice a lot of the times because again, he's he's a trained professional. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm not gonna go to somebody else to take their advice. I know he has my best interest, right? Mm-hmm. If if I don't succeed, I'm knocking on his door. Like I need some help. Mm-hmm. I haven't I haven't knocked on your door yet, right? No. Not yet. <laughs> See, I've been listening to him. <laughs> so where'd where'd you pick up that from? That idea of money management was it that you went to school? Did you is it something in your childhood that helped you just? kind of think of money differently? Yeah, I mean, I always um, I always was interested in investment and business my whole entire life, but my dad's an entrepreneur. Okay. And that's something that, you know, just, I guess, growing up, he really uh, always um, was just preaching that, like, you know, where not really so much of, like, investing so much, but just the basic principles of, like, you know, do for self and mm-hmm. have your own business and not have to rely on anybody. That was something mm-hmm. that was, like, real big for him. So, you know... I does that definitely was an influence on me because you know seeing or just being around that and and you know seeing him you know always have his his own business and do mm-hmm. different things, you know really it kind of inspired me and definitely led me like to not want to have like a regular job. Yeah. Right. Um. And then like I said, I just always always was interested in business and investing my whole entire life. I'm not really sure, you know why, but it just fascinated me like Wall Street and mm-hmm. just investing and just things like that. Just was just. It wasn't this traditional business, though, because you Wall Street, that's yeah. a whole different... Did you know that most vitamin D3 supplements come from sheep's wool? I'm Kat, founder of Ritual. We're making traceability the new standard for the supplement industry. When I was pregnant, I couldn't find a multivitamin I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested, and clean label project certified. Oh, and our vitamin D3? It comes from sustainably harvested lichen from England, not sheep. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast. 
Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Animal, yeah. like no. you wanna go to Wall Street. <laughs> yeah, what, yeah. What type of business does your dad have? Well, he kind he does similar to what I do as far as like he does like life insurance, okay, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, but like growing up, like yeah, that was just weird because I always wanted to play basketball and I always wanted to be on Wall Street. And I used mm-hmm. to watch those movies like even when I was like twelve, like movies wow. like Wall Street, Barbarians at the Gate. When you were twelve, yeah, 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 for <laughs> sure. It was just fascinating to me because I understood like how much money they was making. I remember I took a trip to the World Trade Center. I took a trip to Wall Street when I was a little kid, and um, it was just mind boggling even back then because I understood how much money that they was actually making, and that was like twenty, thirty years ago, and it was just like amazing to me that people could make that much money. And you know, wear suits, and you know that was just—it was just so dope to me. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? so that was something that I always wanted to be. I didn't know exactly where I wanted to actually fit in at, but the idea of just being a stockbroker and working on Wall Street was something that was like my first thing that I really wanted to do. Like, all right, this is something that's cool. So you—you mm-hmm. you really didn't have the uh, the matrix programming that most of us had then, because <laughs> yeah. you was already outside seeing that matrix and seeing yeah. because even in even in my growth to today. It's like you have to go see certain things to be able to believe the possibilities. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, um, seeing people making twenty, thirty thousand dollars a month. I remember my early twenties when I started seeing that. I'm like, what? You know, because you come, I come from just a corporate job, and you making yeah. your paycheck, and you seeing guys making twenty grand. You're like, what they doing? Yeah. Like, how you doing that? Yeah, mm-hmm. not, nah, and it's like even things like entertainment can be an outlet. Because I didn't know any millionaires, but Watching movies like, mm-hmm. like I said, Barbarians at the Gate. Watching movies like Wall Street, different things like that. Really, it, it opened my mind, and I was so close. Like coming from New York, you're so close to it. Right. So it's like, and they like making a million dollars a day. And I remember, I never forget. I think in Wall Street, he was like, you know, I never forget when I made my first million. Now I make a million dollars a day. And that was like 30 years ago. And I'm like, they're making a million dollars a day. Like, that's crazy. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, yeah, I guess I always just had an open mind to like, there's always something bigger than the reality yeah. of what, you know, just in our environment because there's people out here that's actually doing it. So I look at it like, if they can do it, I can do it. Right. right. That's why That's why I don't think that for the for the black people, our, our issues aren't financial. Our issues are mental, mental. emotional, mm-hmm. because that's the leading force. You had to have a programmed mind and understanding and belief about how mon- money worked be- before getting the money. People want to do the opposite. Right. They yeah. want to get the money with the same programming that they have. And it's like, no, you. that's why people, when they win a lottery, they typically go broke. Lose it. Yeah. Right. Because you, you, you weren't, your nervous system was conditioned, you know. To, to to go after money. That's why I asked you about your losses too, because your losses condition your nervous system, oh, right? Yeah, to yeah. be able to take a loss and be like, all right, well, whatever. Experience, yeah. Like, because when we were when we were trading, our nervous system was up, getting down, <laughs> up, down. Yeah. Oh, it was. But rough. even yeah, even that, because it's like you know, I come from both sides of it. Because my mom is a is in education, she's a mm. teacher, mm. so she never understood entrepreneur and like even you know, 
being an entrepreneur, there's ups and downs. Like, you know what right. I'm saying? So mm-hmm. that causes a lot of a lot of strains on even relationships. So just seeing my parents, like, you know, you kind of know, like, you you get the gist of things when you're a child, like what's going on. Mm-hmm. And you can tell, like, there might be some financial issues. And yeah. you see, mm-hmm. you hear arguments, like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It kind of, you don't have to actually know what's going on to kind of pick up on things. So it's like, yeah, if you're, fine, if you're in business, and you might not get paid for two months, but All right. your wife doesn't want to hear that. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, how so, about four years? Yeah. I ain't got paid for four years. Yeah, yeah, so, no, it's real like, talk. And people didn't understand that. People just see what we're doing. I'm like, dude, I haven't taken a paycheck. <clears throat> no, that's real talk. Like, I just take, I put that money right back into it, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. And still doing that. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, sure. I see, so when the payoff come, yeah, much nope. grander. You know? I know, I know what I invested into yeah. it, you know, mm-hmm. and I know that yo, this, this, this wasn't easy. Yeah, and, you know, that's the long game. I know Grant, Grant Cardone, like mm-hmm. he's about to play. I need money today. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm like, uh, this a this a long game for me. Yeah, you know, not nah, that's real talk. And it's like for for me, you know, seeing like my mom being really conservative and my dad being on the other other end of the spectrum. I always lean. I lean towards my dad. Like I ain't want to go towards the ultra conservative route because mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, I know where that's gonna go. <clears throat> like that's just like a regular, you know, nine to five, and there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. But let's take a chance. Like you right. know what I'm saying? Let's right. see. Let's see what we can spirit. get. Yeah. yeah, for sure. So I, I said to say, like, coming out of college, I just started as a financial advisor, and that's a commission based job. And you know, it's pretty much like you on your own. Mm-hmm. So. I never really had a regular job my whole entire life other than like being like in camp council, stuff like that. So my anxiety levels is a little different because like most people, it makes them extremely anxious and they have anxiety when they have to be an entrepreneur because mm-hmm. you don't know when you're going to get paid. It's very stressful. But that's all I really know. Right. Mm-hmm. So I never really looked at it like, hey, I'm just like, all right, we just got to figure it out. We got to do what we got to do. But if right. I had yeah. a regular job, then that would give me a high level of anxiety because now Surprise I'm already condition. programmed to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. So yeah. Now, if I had to actually punch a clock, be here at a certain time, ask for a vacation, my anxiety levels would be through the roof. Well, so that, that was me. Yeah. I was working at uh, Kaplan University down in Fort Lauderdale. I mean, I, you know, I had anxiety, but it got worse because I'm working for people, you know, that got these goals. You got to meet these goals. And if you don't meet these goals, you're going to get fired. I saw people have heart attacks on the floor, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and for me. I used to tell people, like, I'm just here for a moment. That's you know? it. Yeah, yeah, that's it right there. I was like, I'm just here for a moment. I, used to, I was hustling, too. I was doing little hustles. I was on Alibaba, EC Plaza, up around 2003, three, four. I found a Jordan manufacturer. I, I started buying Jordans. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, I put together a Word yeah. document, sent it around the <laughs> office. I remember my, my director came and told me, like, you got 20? I pulled, like, $2,000 out of my pocket. Like, he was like, he was like, dude, what you doing? It's like, bro. I'm just in here for a moment, man. I'm just doing what I need to do. But I was more anxious because I felt like this ain't this ain't it, man. That's it. Like I felt like I'm in a in a cage. You telling mm-hmm. me what time I can go right. Punching to, clocks. to, yeah. to eat. You telling me when I can take vacation. Like I didn't like that. No. I had know? that conversation um like maybe three years ago while we were doing like we had just started Earning Legion, maybe two and a half years ago. And um the administration at the school was like, you. Need, I, I think you should be the principal. I think you should be an assistant principal. And I looked them dead in the face and I said, this isn't it. I'm like, mm. what? I'm like, yeah, this isn't it. Like, I'm so like, you this, always knew. Did yeah, you I'm like, this, is, this, isn't, yeah. this isn't where I'm, 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 not, I'm not supposed to finish my life here. Right. right? The, the journey of the 25-year teacher who retires on a pension, that's no. not for mm-hmm. me. And what I was doing had become so redundant, I knew it couldn't be it at right. all. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, that's interesting that he said his, his parents, that balance. Like, I remember my dad making more of the money, but my mom controlling the money because mm-hmm. my dad was a gambler. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Right? Mm-hmm. And so he didn't have the greatest financial repertoire, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I watched that and I looked at it and I said, that can't be me. Right? I, I took that from them. Oh, they taught us hard work, right? Like, so the I, I could tell you, I couldn't tell you what my dad did. I just know he worked hard. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, he worked for 42 years, he mm-hmm. worked in the city. He went, I used to drop him at the train and pick him up when I was a teenager in, in college. But I, I don't know what he did. Yeah. That's crazy. I, I my, no my, dad, my, my dad is the same way. He worked for Jim for 30 years. I, I still don't know what I he did know. there. I don't know. I have no clue. <laughs> 42 years he retired. And I'm like, wow, that was that's hard work. I'm like, nah, I got to work smart. Yeah. I got to work mm-hmm. smart. So even when I was pursuing uh, my career in teaching, I'm like, all right, well, there's going to be something. So we've tried a, a, a couple of businesses that didn't work. Yeah. I'm like, all right, I'm going to keep trying. Yeah. We're well, going to keep Let's talk about that. <laughs> yeah. I, I've done quite a few businesses. Yeah. Yeah. You've done some businesses. Yeah, I've done a lot What's of some stuff you've done? Oh, man. I um, I was a real estate agent. I had about 30 agents at one time that I was managing. That was, oh, okay. that was rough. I mean, um, chef. I was chefing for a while. I would do like little little stuff on the side too, like cakes and stuff. I mean, I was always hustling though. I've been hustling since I was really young because I was just money hungry always. But I watched my parents. They, I mean, they went to work every day. You mm-hmm. know, they went to work. They punched clocks. So that's all I knew. But I knew I didn't want to do that. Like, I didn't want to be controlled by a time clock or anything like that. So I was always, always trying to, you know, side hustle somehow, some way. Yeah, we're so. going to keep trying until we make it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. We, we started, our first thing we did was a real estate company. I think mm. you came up with the name. It was uh, MTR. Remember that? Money Through Investing. Mm. And um, we had gotten one property. And it, it was it was a horror story. <laughs> it was a horror story. Real estate is hard, man. Yeah, real estate is tough. <laughs> um, and then uh, we tried uh, uh, Jock Drive. Jock Drive was a, a what's that? It was a it was an app for DJs. Okay. And so okay. you know how DJs would come with crates to the to do a show. Gotcha. We were creating a cloud space where they can actually create their sets, put it in the cloud, and just show up with their laptop and be ready to perform. Mm. And uh, we uh. <laughs> We outsourced it and learned a valuable lesson in outsourcing. Um, yeah, <laughs> a lot of money was lost outsourcing, but you know we needed we needed those failures. Yeah, because we worked together and it, you know our partners. Our shout out to our brother Mike. That was his idea. We believed in it. It didn't work. Shadi came and he said, "Let's start a podcast." All right, whatever. And that, that's one thing that I need people to really understand is like, really support your brothers. Like really support them. Mm-hmm. Like when he was grinding and staying up at night. How can we help? All right, we want, I'll send you an article. What, all right, l- l- let's proofread what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You want to start a podcast? All right, bet. I'll mm-hmm. do it. Let's do it. Because right. I, I believed in him. Right. And, and so, like, that belief system is what you see. And the people that are around us have been with us because they believe in what we're doing, too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, yeah. That, so what do you think in terms of social media and how it's changing that narrative and making people think that it's just like you just... We just gonna get in this, and we about to just make right, all this right, money. Right, get rich, <laughs> like <laughs> immediately. With with the people that you've been, you know, place to place, have you been seeing that mindset? Like people thinking like that? Yeah, I mean, you know, I think um, there's always been a perception that you know success is easy, hmm. even before social media. You know, people, you know, that's what really separates the great ones from everybody else is that they they have the the ability to work harder than other people. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? So it's like, um, no matter what, it's just human nature to just try to take shortcuts. Right. And most people don't want to um, put in that level of commitment. And, you know, I think that 
even you can give somebody all of the tools, but the work ethic is something that you can't give them. Exactly. And, oh, we've um, seen that a lot. <laughs> and yeah, lot. so I mean, the social media probably just amplified that even more because you're just seeing a lot of the final products. Right. You're not actually seeing the work that goes into it. So it's it's playing on people's emotions and it's making them feel like they're not where they need to be or mm-hmm. they need to, you know, show success even if they're not successful to kind of match up, keep up with the Joneses. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. things of that nature, but. Yeah, I mean, for me, and that's really the thing. Like, I I really enjoy the process. Like, you gotta really love the process mm-hmm. more than more than anything, is because it's like if you don't love the work, if you don't, if you're not passionate about you know doing it every single day consistently, then no matter what you do, you're not gonna be successful at it. Yeah, you know, that's right. that's really yeah. how I look at I it. I think it's dope. Like when people come up to us and they ask us, "How are you doing all this?" Like mm-hmm. when they when that question gets asked, it makes us remind ourselves like. Wait, we are doing all this? All right. <laughs> <laughs> on, on to the next thing, right? We right. do four four podcasts in a day, do a mm-hmm. networking event, get on a plane, fly, you know what I mean? Fly to Detroit, mm-hmm. fly to LA, right. and still be able to pick up your kids off the bus. Yeah. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? It's like, yeah, we are doing those things because we love it. Right. It's right. not a job it's a to us. Yeah. It's a lifestyle, really. This isn't a job to us. This yeah. is what we were supposed to do. Like I said, we've been preparing our whole lives to be in this moment. Why yeah. wouldn't we love it? And that's the exactly. part of the journey that 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 most people don't really see. You you can't see that. Like you couldn't see that ten years ago you'd be here. I can't see I would be here ten years ago. Right. Um. And and again, I've done a lot of different things, but everything that I've done, I'm like, wow, that that made sense. I was acting in my twenties, you know, down in South Florida, and then you know now to get on the stage or be in front of a microphone is like, okay, it's no big deal for me because I've been doing that, mm-hmm. you know. Um. And then with businesses and failing businesses. I've been doing that too. I had we built the app too. We <laughs> you outsourced? Yeah, I mean the app came out, but we still haven't even released it. Okay, we haven't released the app, but you know it's like things have to go on the back burner because it's like things take precedent. And I'm an idea guy. I'm a visionary, mm-hmm. and so sometimes I have to tell her I'll sit there and be speaking vision with her, and she'd be oh, like, "Okay, man. let's go do this." I'm like, oh, I'm wait, detail wait. oriented. I can't. I, wait, I'm put off that. Running. I need you to put that in order. Like, I'm not telling you to go and make it happen like right now. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. it's more pressing things. But that's it, man. It's like it's like a puzzle. Yeah. You know, and sometimes you pick up the wrong pieces, and sometimes you think you got the right piece, and you put it in, and it looked like it fit until mm-hmm. you keep going, and you're like, that ain't the right piece, man. And you got to change. You got to adapt. And you got to maneuver. Like, you know, you guys coming here this weekend, we had to adapt because, uh, you know, a piece fell out. Mm-hmm. But we was like, cool. Cool. <laughs> Let's roll That's the one thing that I've learned in business that makes this process a lot easier for me. And, it's, and it really is a, a spiritual truth. It's like the law of least resistance. Right. Let mm. it go. It's let like it go. if, if it ain't working, man, just, just let it go. I, I promise you something's going to open up and it's going to be a lot better, right. you know, but right. we get stuck on like we got to have it the way that we see it. Exactly. And it's like it don't always happen that way, Mm-mm. you know. Yeah, I don't I don't think, like you said, when people ask me, could you have dreamed of this? And I'm like, no, no, this was never in a dream of mine, mm. right? This is just kind of like purposely, like these footsteps have been laid for us. Right. I mean, we're just walking in them now, you know what I'm yeah. saying? It, yeah, yeah. And I, I like, that's a great analogy, the puzzle piece. We we have this thing where we never take anything personal. So like, mm-hmm. if we reach out to somebody and and it doesn't happen, it's like, all right, well, it's not right, supposed to happen at this moment. Right, right. We still put you on the list, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Billy Madison. Oh, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm like problem. Michael Jordan with that, bro. <laughs> no, like, I, I got a list got for a you. List. Like, hey, I'm gonna be a little petty, yeah. but you know, <laughs> that's Aquarius, though. That's yeah, that Aquarius. is. Yeah, like, yo, hey, we cool. Yeah. 
But write but that down, Liz. Take note of that. You got, got your it. Billy Madison list. <laughs> oh, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So it's like, so what's next for you guys? What you got? What else you got going on? Um, man, just keep scaling. Uh, you know, obviously, welcome to EYL Network. Yeah, yeah. Oh, let's yeah. take a moment. Let's oh, take yeah, a moment. Yeah. Sure. The, the, the Inner Wealth Podcast is yeah. on EYL Network. Sure. So shout out so to y'all. This is something that we're really proud of because it's uh, not usual as far as our content is concerned. It's more business and investing, but yeah. the mental health side is extremely important and it all ties in. So, um, yeah, you know, we're looking to keep partnering and keep working with great people like yourselves to keep building that out. EYL University, that's the educational component. Mm. We're looking to keep growing that. And um, really just, you know, actually taking advantage of all the information that we have received from our journey and actually implementing it. Mm. So, mm. like, opening Airbnbs. We got our first mm. truck on the road, um, getting vending machines. So, really just kind of, nice. like, actually doing all of these different businesses that mm. we actually um, have already, you know, spoken about. Right. And then documenting the process and kind of making more content out of that. Mm. Um, so, it's a it's a lot that's on our plate for 2021, but the most important thing is just to keep providing information mm. and keep helping people. And I feel like as long as we do that, um, you know, everything else will just take care of itself. Yeah. People ask us what's next all the time. I tell them everything. Yeah. Yeah. Everything's yeah. next. Right. What yeah. can't we do? We can do right. it all. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It, but it, that that's 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 the thing. It's like that belief. Yeah. yeah. That thought process. <laughs> that belief that's is how high. You guys will. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And yeah. it's it's about like why wait for somebody else to go create something for, for us. You, right? And that's something that mm. I felt like that we've been doing for a long time is that we we complain, but we can go create. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't want to complain. I'm a, That's how I was with my own mental health. I was just like, you know, I'm going to go and fix it. Mm -hmm. I don't care if this the system is telling me this is what it is. Right. In my mind, that ain't what it is. Right, right. And that's, that's, that's why we're here because I went down that rabbit hole of saying, how do I take care of myself? And that's the thing, self-sufficiency. But we need the information to raise our level of consciousness to know that it's, it's something better. you know. And I think that's why it's important why we, we're connected because we're, that's all we're doing for people raising mm -hmm. is raising mm -hmm. yeah. people's levels of awareness yep. of what's possible. Right. You know, themselves. people people come into Inception and they're like, like, they're like blown away. And I'm like, dude, you ain't seen nothing. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. That's, that's a four-year-old version. Right. You yeah. saw the vision in your head, though. If I mean, you saw that, then you really be like, "Whoa!" Right. Like it's it's more to come. It's it's like you said, everything. Mm -hmm. So, man, I appreciate that we even on the podcast with you guys. Uh -huh. Like <laughs> last year, I didn't think that we would be here. And like man. I said, we created the name Inner Wealth before, before we even, we even decided we're gonna do a podcast. Yeah. Liz didn't even want to <laughs> be on to do <laughs> a podcast. Like, what? Listen, when I jumped on board, I was like. All these panels and stuff. I'm like, listen, I'm background. You know, I do not mm. want to be shot by no cameras, nothing, no pictures. I got everything on the background because I was a model and actress for a while. So I was in front of the screens for a long time. And it's like, I was tired of it. And I'm like, listen, all you, go ahead. Don't have me talk nothing. That, that, that's why nothing. people are like, why Why she don't talk much? I'm oh, like, because Liz, like, yeah, yeah, I'm chill. You know what she wants. You know? She's yeah. like, I just want to chill. And I was like, but, but, but her story is so powerful. Like, for us to do what we're doing, that's a 14-year relationship. Right, yeah. right. You know? And the podcast, really, I mean, that's just our conversation daily. This is what we talk about all day, it's every powerful. day. It's powerful. It's just Same way probably with y'all on the phone, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. powerful. We be on the phone, I be like, damn. I know. This was a podcast. Like, we should record it. this, man. <laughs> yeah. Like, damn, there's some gems up in here. Yeah, we. It's crazy. Before we record now, we like we barely talk. 
mm-hmm. because we're gonna save it. Like, yeah. like yeah. People, if people like they watch the process. And they're like, some people will come in and see, like, I want to see how you guys record, and they'll sit there and they're like, uh, that's all. <laughs> I'm like, it's all right. Like, this is 25 yeah. years. I, I, yeah. I, right. I know exactly. what's gonna happen right. in the next two minutes. Oh, we <laughs> that, bang that, it. That's, that's what we do. See? Like, hey, yeah. should we write anything down or bullet pop? Nah, nah. Yeah. We're, we're gonna, gonna be okay. Yeah, the, the organic is just it's bad. Yeah. It's real when it yeah. comes Slow. out like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want to tell people really quickly the the level of patience. Like, we wanted to have. Uh, Inception on the podcast six months before we even made it happen. Oh, mm. wow. So people don't even know that story. Like, I didn't even know that. Really? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I, we had heard the story. Um, shout out to Jamal. He had told us the story, and uh, we were like, we, we got to get them on. It's an amazing story. And when we initially reached out, I think we spoke to your mom. Really? <laughs> yeah, really? we spoke to your mom, and um, you. I think you, the team was coming to New York, and we were like, all right, when we get to New York, we'll, we'll, we'll get this thing done. And um, I'm like, all right, cool. Four months later. We still didn't get it done. I called my man Ken, who's here right now. He he's from Detroit. I'm like, look, I need you to go to Inception, man. I, I want to get them on. And he mm. pulled up before you guys even opened. He's like, Troy, I'm outside. I think this is the place. And he's I, you spoke to him, his mom. Yeah, he's, yeah. He spoke he to you. <laughs> yeah. And then finally, we got see. When, sometimes in life, like I said, we, we never take it personal. Nothing happens before it's happened, but. Right. So when thanks it, for not putting this on your list because I mean we didn't <laughs> even know right. what was going yeah, on. Yeah. Yeah. When, when all else fails, call call their mom. <laughs> <laughs> And then COVID happened. Uh, and COVID oh, happened, yeah. exactly, exactly. And then yeah. that, that, that's, but we, we still doing it, did it with a Zoom. So a that Zoom was cool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, and it's like you guys are here a year later, exactly. That's wild. To the but week. You, you should see the synchronization of everything because it's like, yeah, we did the podcast with you and then I got on Breakfast Club. Right. Yeah, right. yeah. You and came. then shot it <laughs> at your facility. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yep. then y'all sent that. It was like, yeah, I was right. like, I see the big earn your leisure in the background, first of all. I was like, I was like, I was like, no, I was like, man, whatever they want to do, because they got we using their space. Right. And it was like, it was cool though, because if we this what we doing together, then we didn't even have our agreement in place. We were Yeah, that's before we had a podcast. Before we did the podcast. So it was just like you know, just those natural connections that yeah. you see, like to to just to build, man. Mm-hmm. And like, I just know that moving forward, what we gonna build collectively is just gonna be, you know, something to see. That's cool. financial, mm-hmm. mental, emotional health. I mean, once our people have both of those right. in mm-hmm. sync, that's dangerous, man. Yeah, yeah. that's dangerous. One thousand percent. That's a fact. So it. So again, man, I'm just happy to be here, bro. Oh, no. That's great. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. We went that and and we you did that before we were even on um uh, Black Effects. Shout out to Charlemagne. So we had to earn your leisure sign while you yeah. were on Breakfast Club. Before oh, we were yeah. even on, on Black Effect and I helped. So that's that's crazy. And before we, you were even on Earn Your Leisure Network. That's dope. Yeah. Right, well right. I I was gonna get on Black Effect and then I right. was like, Well, I know. Let me let me talk to these guys. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Let me talk to you because Charlemagne's like, yeah, I'm interested. Then I was just like, well, let me talk to them. Let's see what's going on with them too. Shout out to our So so yeah, so we here, man, and uh, we gonna keep it moving. So let's talk about too the um, black spending, like and 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 you know I saw something really interesting that. You guys met Tragen yesterday, the uh, the videographer. He sent me something, man, about black spending. And one thing about the black spending that really like hit me was that we spent a lot of money on juice. It was like like billions wow. on juice. Mm-hmm. I'm like, bro, like this can't be right. He's like, no, bro, that's right. I'm like, juice. And it's like if you start look at our spending, and from what I understand, we have one of the largest amounts of uh spending 
Yeah. And we don't own anything. Mm. You know, and it's like what you guys are doing and helping people to understand that like you got we gotta own things. Mm-hmm. And and then too, we have to spend our money on things that actually creates Make assets yeah. over liabilities. Yeah. <laughs> assets sure. over liabilities, right. So from from what you've seen and what you've been out there doing, this even in your 10 years of doing the, the financial literacy, have you seen a lot of those people come back to you like, man, we like, we're so grateful have have met you 10 years ago and we're doing well financially based on this information that you gave us? Yeah, not even 10 years. Like just like last year, they, they got information or six months ago, but it happens all the time. Like, People stop us all the time, like, um, yo, you saved my life, and, you know, I opened the Airbnb, or I started trading stocks, I'm in real estate, and, mm. you know, X, Y, and Z, I, you know, I'm no longer working at my job now, I'm an entrepreneur full-time, like, mm. literally, like, all the time that happens, everywhere we go, L.A., Chicago, Detroit, people stop us all the time, like, you know, just real live testimony mm. of, like, you know, you actually changed the whole way I think. And, you know, I'm putting my friends on and I'm, you know, telling them and it's just changed the whole environment. So, yeah, that's probably, you know, the most humbling part of the whole situation and the really most rewarding part is when people actually stop us and give us real testimony. And like I said, that happens literally all the time online and in person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, it's really, really inspiring, really dope. Yeah, I I think the, the thing we've seen the most is that people have changed their mindset from becoming consumers to becoming investors. Mm. And when you become an investor, that's when you can own a piece of the things that you're actually consuming. Mm -hmm. And so for most of our generation, we've been just taught spend, 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 spend with no remorse. Right. Right. Um, And so now we're starting to see that trajectory change a lot. Like, I I think somebody told us the other day, like when you don't know what to do, you do what you know. Right. So if you don't Mm -hmm. know anything, then you'll you'll just spend the money every time you get it. But that's, that's that rat race. Right, people running the treadmill getting nowhere fast. Mm. Right. And so we're changing that. And 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 like you said, every day, every day, somebody tells us a story of how something that they heard, a piece of information that they heard changed their lives. And I say it all the time, but that's the fuel. Right. Imagine right. you hearing that every day. You know oh, you can't listen, stop. Listen, we, now it's like we gotta go find some more information to find to to open the light up. Cause mm. like you said, in, in order for us to aspire to be things, we gotta see it first. We gotta see right. it. Yeah. We gotta see it. Right. Like and once you've seen it now, it's like, all right, I could be that, 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 that. I remember growing up, it was like four things you could be. And two of them was a rapper and an athlete. <laughs> and mm. one was a doctor or a, a lawyer. That's what my, my parents wanted me to be, a doctor. Mm. And I'm like, well. I think that's that's all Caribbean parents. <laughs> like, 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 like they picked up from the Indian parents. Like, yeah, be a doctor, a dentist. Like, that's the only thing that's, that's credible, you know. Yeah, but then imagine a kid hearing that and he doesn't want to be that. Now, what value does your life have if you don't right. want to be those things? Dude, that, that's a, that transition into that's a huge piece is that one thing my parents never pushed me into anything like I didn't want to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm seeing a lot of kids like like they're suffering mentally, emotionally because their parents are trying to live yeah. for them mm-hmm. right. and trying to drive them into spaces they and, don't and, and do, that right. they don't want to do. Yeah, because they think their parents think that's success. That's right, right, right. right. And yeah. like and 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 a lot of them start having anxiety, um, depression. Because mm-hmm. yeah, like what's you're your, living incongruently to what you really want to be doing. I your mean, purpose not, is built in you. Yeah, yeah. it is. Like that's y'all right. was gonna be this. It is. Yeah. That's just what it is. Right. You developed yourself because that's what's in you. Yes. Yeah. Like you gravitate yeah. towards money. Like I'm not a I found out I'm not a money driven person. Mm-hmm. 
Like, so everything that I tried to do that had, yeah. it was all just money. money. Right. Like, I didn't really care about the the journey. It was all money. Just yeah. get there. I, I never succeeded with it. Because that's yeah. not, that's right. not how I'm, I'm wired. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not, I'm not money driven like that. But the overarching thing too, that that's, brings us all together on this is hip hop. Yeah. Mm. 1000. The rappers mm. really conditioned <laughs> us to 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 spend money the way that we were spending it. And now we starting to see that that flip. Yeah. Cuz I saw you guys with Ross. Yeah. You know. Shout out to Ross. Yeah, I mean that yeah, the whole culture is shifting towards financial literacy. It's a whole movement and uh, rappers are definitely they you know whether you agree with it or not, they're, they're leaders. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah. pe- people follow them, and they have a strong voice. They probably have the most important voice in our community um, because they have the, the biggest stage. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's encouraging to see people like Ross, you know, the Meek Mills of the world. We just interviewed um, Corday. You know, all of these guys is into financial literacy, and they talk about investing, and, you know, they're learning. But it's dope to hear them, you know, Speak about that because now that's only encouraging people to actually get more and more into it. So we need everybody to be on board with it, not just the financial literacy people. You know, yeah. we need the comedians, we need mm-hmm. the actors, we need the rappers, the basketball players, everybody. And now it becomes, you know, a tidal wave. And I think that's right. that's really what's beginning to happen. And um, now, like you said, there's there's not just one level of success. You know, it's not like, all right, the only way you can be successful is if you get a master's degree and you work a job or you're a doctor or a lawyer. Um, you know, now we're seeing that there's millions of different ways to be successful. You know, mm-hmm. you can be on YouTube and, you know, you got YouTubers. You, can be a you got eight-year-olds, yeah, right. Selling. You got eight-year-olds <laughs> making millions of dollars well, That kid <laughs> was making games. like two... 24 million. 24 million. million. 24 million. Oh, the one that was opening yeah. opening gifts. Yeah. Toys. Toys. And yeah, that's yeah. that's that's the really that's like kind of my whole life story as far as like I always kind of like broke rules my whole entire life as far as like traditional way. And it's like now it's like it's accepted. And it's like, you know, you got people that really struggle to spell the word entrepreneur that's millionaires. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm, like yeah. mm. <laughs> it don't matter. Like, you know right. what I mean? So it's like the way that we looked at life for a long period of time is like okay, if you don't do this, if you don't do this, if you don't do this, then you're going to be labeled as an outcast or you're not going to be successful. And now we're seeing that the internet, that's one of the great things with the internet is that it has shattered a lot of those stigmas. Mm. And really, there's no rules. There's no rules to life. Like, there's no one right way to do anything. And now we're starting to see that. And even with us, like, you know, having a business platform, like, you know, a couple years ago, the way we dress, the way we talk, mm. all of that, it wouldn't, we wouldn't have credibility. But now nobody's question, questioning our credibility because there's no rules. We can do whatever we want to do. Yeah. Right, right. It's the like the demonopolization of self. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. people really can go out there and, and do what they're passionate about. If you see a little boy unboxing toys and making twenty million dollars, right. like so really. Right. So what is it that you enjoy that you can do? Somebody likes it. Yeah. 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 Somebody yeah. out there like it. Like we talk yeah. about Star Trek. Like it, it may be some nerd stuff, but leave me alone. Maybe some nerd stuff, but there's a lot hey, of people hey, who, that who love, love it. it. Right. I won't say it. anything bad publicly about Star Trek. <laughs> I know. I don't want the trackies no. at my door. No, you don't oh, want man. none of that. Shout out to them. Star Trek smoke. Nerd smoke. Oh man. So so like yeah, that's the internet has just opened the door, man, for like for you to be who you are. 
like my parents are older, you know, they lived like old school generations. So I was conditioned like, no, nah, you you go to college, you get your degree and you work a regular job, period. There's no entrepreneur. You, you know, you sit, sit down and go to go to school. And that's what I didn't do. <laughs> I went against that. You should see the, I mean, I wish my mom was on here, like, hearing her story. She's, you know, definitely education. She used to push education on me hard. And mm -hmm. I just, like, bucked it. Like, mm -hmm. no, nah, man, I'm yeah. not doing that. Like, I don't see the purpose of doing mm -hmm. that. Like, how, from my lens, like, I didn't see the purpose in that. And I bucked and bucked. And next you know, uh, my mom was working for me. And she had a master's degree. You know, it's because I, I, I stuck with business and then she came on board and became my business partner. And she was she she struggled. Mm -hmm. She struggled with coming out of that mindset. You know, one of the one of the things on the Matrix is that when uh, Morpheus was apologizing to Neo, he said, we typically don't take a person out of the Matrix after a specific age because mm -hmm. the mind can't can't handle it. Mm -hmm. You know, so you, if you take someone who's a baby boomer who is used to that. 30, 40 years, you know, retirement, and you put oh, them in entrepreneurship. Oh, they, yeah. they probably like, die. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm going to tell you, my mom, she had a heart, but the cool thing was that, you know, one, she's a, a therapist, so she knows about doing her own work. You mm. know, we have Inception. It's just, look, it's it's uncomfortable. Yeah. You know? I, I, I watch it every day. Like, imagine that. Like, my I'm the only entrepreneur in my family. Mm. Mm. And so they watch me go to they, work in, in school and during corona when i was like you know what i'm done it's like mm, what? how they feel about that oh they live in anxiety it's yeah. every day it's like mm. are you oh, sure are you sure are you yeah. sure yeah i'm pretty sure yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure and, and they slowly are coming out of it but you i can feel the anxiety right mm -hmm. like if i have to like even now like if i have to travel it's like why like we got business we gotta take care mm -hmm. of yeah we have yeah. some some things we have i realize you got two people in this world people that ask why and people that say why not yeah. and um me, I was always on the why not side. So it's dope to see him because he was kind of on the why side for a long period of time. I was borderline, man. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying <laughs> nah, as far nah, as like, you know what I'm saying? Like for me, like, you know, yeah. it's like, yo, take off work. Like, because it's like, yeah, I yeah, look at it like, that. Well, tell him that. yeah, like for, for a long time, like we, we would have to sacrifice like weekend trips or whatever because he never missed a day of work ever. Mm. That's the hard work. I, I watched it. And, um, yeah. And he never missed work, and I never understood why he didn't miss work because I'm like, you're a teacher and you have tenure. It's almost impossible for you to get fired unless you, like, beat up a kid. Um, <laughs> and and she's, that's real, though. They got the strongest union out of everybody. And um, you, you get, like, 30 sick days, right? Mm -hmm. And um, he wasn't using his sick days. And I, I'm not even a teacher, but I understand how it works. So I'm like, all right, you get 36 days, and you get like another 15 days that you can use over and above that. You get like 45 days that you can use. And if you don't use it, I guess it carries over, but you could mm. potentially lose it. Um, so I just, in my brain, I'm like, if I'm a teacher, I'm using every single day. Right, absolutely. <laughs> every, yeah, and he would, like, he would have like one day, and he never used it for like years. And I just never understood that. Mm. I'm like, why are you not? Like doing this, like you know what I'm saying, and for him, he he was like I said, his upbringing is different. Yeah. So you know, coming, it's it conditioning. Was, well, it's, it's, that's what mental health is. Yeah. Right. That's it's part of it. It's the programming, right? In, in my mind, it was like I'm not here for for anybody else but these kids, right? And so if I don't show up, then I'm cheating the people mm -hmm. I work for. Mm. I don't really work for the school. I, I always thought like the kids were the boss, right? They'll if I'm performing well, if I'm doing my job, they'll let me know because they'll be receptive. Right. And so if I felt like I missed a day. Damn, I just cheated him. Something great could have happened that day. Mm. And so that was my mindset. Until he said, like, wait, 
you got 26 days and, <laughs> and you didn't use any and wow. you're not getting anything for this at the end? And I'm like, damn, you got a point. <laughs> Shoot, bro. I, I was punching out at 4 50 now. Me too. Like, they like, too. you don't want that extra minute? Like, <laughs> yo, man. They was like, um, they asked me, you want to work overtime? I was like, I don't want to work the time I got. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't wait. I couldn't wait for you. So, so that mindset right there, that that would have drove me crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, no, nah, I don't, I'm I'm good, man. Yeah, but it's like a carrot. They put it out there, but they don't really want you to take them. Right? Because right? if you get 20 days, you could take up literally two days a month. Mm-hmm. And if you got like a four day weekend, it's like, well, now it's a five day weekend. So they, they give it to you in the event of emergency. Mm-hmm. Like if, if something happens, it's a medical emergency or something happens with your family, you have those days. But like, I was they look pretty, at you sideways, though. Yeah, you take them, though. They, oh, it's, it's like you're going to get a letter if you take a, a right. day after a holiday. So mm-hmm. you really just broke into being an entrepreneur. Like I left. <laughs> like, no like, joke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was how long ago? So we started earning at least January 2019. So we were doing that. Um, and then Corona, Corona, everybody was working from home. Mm-hmm. And um, I knew that the way I needed to be an educator wouldn't be, I wouldn't be as as effective mm-hmm. being on the computer. It was like I was putting lesson plans and mm. it's tough. To, I was doing phys ed, so it's tough because right. now I can't do a lesson because I don't know the space that the kids have. It was a right. whole legality thing. And um, I'm like, this is it. This yeah. is it. And then we were picking up steam with Ernie Leisure. We, we were just grinding. We started doing Market Mondays. Uh, we were doing the, the Zoom interviews and everything was picking up. UIL University was picking up. I'm like, this is it. I'm not going back. So family. how how has that transition been for you? And then you, how <laughs> has it been just watching him? Because that's like that's like my mom and you're me. Yeah. You're observing yeah. him go through his struggles of yeah. of breaking free from the yeah. the rat race matrix. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, uh, it's it's been great. Um, like I said, Corona kind of slowed everything down, so I wasn't mm-hmm. going every day anyway. Right. Um, and then in the summer we were moving around and I just got to this point. I'm like, you know, I'm not going back in September. And so I sent them, I never forget. I sent them a letter like August 10th that I wouldn't be back in September. I just, I took like a leave. My principal was like, just do me a favor, take a leave. I know you're probably not going to come back, but just take Mm -hmm. the leave. So I sent the leave letter and, and, uh, the director of human resource told me, uh, there's no such thing as a leave and I could resign or show up. Mm -hmm. And he emailed me like the day before the school started. And I'm like, I called him like, I'm not doing either. And that was the last conversation we ever had. Oh, wow. Like, I don't, wow. <laughs> that was wow. it. I'm like, well, I'm not going. So mm-hmm. we're going to be doing this. And the rest is history now. Yeah. 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 Now we travel when we want. We do what we want. Well, you know what it teaches you, too? Like, it teaches you work ethic, you know, to be mm-hmm. like, have to be somewhere on time, like, every single day. That, teaches you work ethic. That's why I said, if my dad didn't show me anything, he showed me that. Yeah. Like, he's getting yeah. up, he's not missing a day. Right. Like, six but, o'clock in the morning. But, uh, but he's I, think, I think that, that that's a common misconception that. Work ethic, yeah, but um, there's a thin line between work ethic and being programmed. Because yeah. you could just right. show up, not yeah, to say your dad true. or you, but I know people that just show up every single day. I know that's not really work ethic. You're just there. You're just mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Going through the motions. You're trading time mm-hmm. for yeah. dollars. No, that's yeah. a fact. Yeah. And um, I think that, that that's something that people need to fully understand as well. Just because you're doing something doesn't mean you're, you're, you're you have good a, a good work right. ethic. Right. That's, that's true. That's, that's a true. thousand percent. Like, yeah. I watch coworkers and I'm like, why are you here? Yeah, like right. you're doing a disservice to th- that next generation. That, that's a, a valid point, and that's something right. that you got to learn. You got to learn work ethic, like, and that's something like even like playing sports. I think is a great. That's mm-hmm. how that helped me a lot. Yeah, as far as like you know, um, learning that because it's like you have to practice every single day, right? Yeah. And that, those kind of that discipline carries with you um, in the rest of your life. And I feel like you know these are things that 
you have to learn, and it's better to learn early on. Mm-hmm. Um, because, yeah, some people mistake showing up as work, and it's not. Yeah. Right, you're just right. there, but you're adding a little value. Yeah, yeah. And no, I get it. Good. You're Man, just we, wasting time. That's, that's coming from the chef background, though. Yeah. I was a chef, so that's why my work ethic, you can't, if you can, you're not allowed to sit down. Like you'll get, you'll get pots thrown at your head. Mm. So you work at least, at least ten hours. You know, six mm. days a week. So I mean, you you have to have work ethic yeah. to be there. Also, not for period. sure. But yeah. I just, I just but like I even, get it. I get even that. being in a corporate, especially in a corporate world, because mm. I've seen it before where people they're on their computer all day shopping. Oh, yeah. oh you can right. coast. Right. Yeah, you can coast yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You can definitely coast at yeah. a job. It's like the March Madness screen. <laughs> boss, yeah. boss screen. But it, and then it's like you're just really wasting your life, really. Like, yeah, exactly. You're not even really working to your full potential, and you kind of have the illusion that you're working hard, yeah. but mm-hmm. you're really not. I worked at this one call center in Florida called uh, The Answer Group. I hated that place, man. It was like the human sweatshop, man. Like, so mm, the call the center, for real, <laughs> this is like 2001. This is right when 9-11 happened. They had security guards. They had, you know, guns. They had metal detectors we went through. You couldn't take a phone in there. Ooh. We didn't have smartphones anyway, so we weren't going to do We had Nextel. So, and then, <laughs> like, yo, right. when, when, when they had you, when you were going to take a call, right, you had to be available to take a call. If you hit the auxiliary button, which is, I'm going to take a break you would drop down to minimum wage. So they weren't going to pay you if you weren't productive. Mm. So literally, like, we would just, you literally clock into the building, and for the moment you clock into the building, you were on minimum wage. So you got to run to your phone and plug in and get, be available to take a call. Like, now that's extreme, but at the same time, I understand, like, yeah, businesses, a lot of times people are coasting, man. Mm -hmm. they like, not really doing the work. Like I said, that was the extreme. But also, when you, as an entrepreneur, and you guys probably know it too in your your journey, people come to you and they tell you what they can do all the time. Oh my gosh! And then you see it like, bro, like, <laughs> like, right. and then you end up doing it yourself. Yeah, always. <laughs> always. My dad scolded me one time. We had a landscaping company uh, for years that I worked with. Um, when I worked with them, and you know, he he took me aside. He said. He, the grass, I don't know, some somehow messed up the grass or something. I did something that was half ass. You know how black people you half ass <laughs> job. Like he's like, Man, would you would you want your yard to look like what you just did? And I was like Nah, that's that's a that's a fact. And that's something that you never fully appreciate until you actually are employing somebody. Because mm-hmm. a lot of employees, this is just a fact. They're they're looking to get over. They're right. trying to do the least amount of work possible, and they're mm. looking to—they're actively looking to take advantage. And we've all done that, even me, right. like being in camp, camp. Like you know, what I'm saying, like you're trying to find ways to cut corners. Mm. You don't fully appreciate—you <laughs> don't fully appreciate the disservice that you're doing until you're on the other side, paying for somebody to do nothing. Right. Then mm. you have a full appreciation of the whole situation, completely different. Because it's like if I'm paying you, and I'm literally knowing that you're just wasting time and wasting my money. That's a different type of feeling. So mm-hmm. I, that's something that people need to fully understand. Like when you're taking a job and you're looking to just cut corners and do the least, it's not really cool because somebody's paying you for that. Yeah, right. and you don't fully appreciate it until you you're the one paying somebody to do nothing. Right. I had people mad at me from me hiring them, like even a contractor to do a job. Oh yeah, right. They don't do the job that they sold you on up to the level that they sold you to. 
But then they mad at you. Yeah, when they mad, <laughs> like, when they mad when you don't pay them. But, yeah. I, but you know, again, ties back. Entitlement. Those are all mental, mental, mental emotional issues, yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. You know? It's like, what? Like, I'm high. I paid you. Yeah, this entitlement gene is out here these days, though. <laughs> but 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 the but the world got something for that. Yeah. You know what it's called? AI. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the AI coming. You be, yeah. It will be replaced. And yeah. it don't care. And mm-hmm. and the idea of that's another mental situation as well. Try, stop trying to get over. Mm. And it's like for me personally, I don't want anything if I haven't earned it. Right. And I don't cause for a few different reasons, but. One thing is that people can hold that over your head as well, and they they can use that as a leverage tool. And it's like I don't want any handout because I understand that nothing is free. And right. if you're giving me something and I haven't fully earned it, it's gonna come back to me one way or another. Yeah. And that's something that I think people have to fully, fully understand is that you shouldn't want anything that's free, or yeah. you shouldn't want anything that you haven't fully, fully worked for because you don't des- honestly, you, you just don't, it. you don't yeah. deserve it. That was mm-hmm. one of those lessons. That was early on, and we had we had just started. And um, I remember you had said, "Listen, we're not letting anybody work for free. We're gonna pay everybody for their time." And as we started moving more, I was like, "Ooh, I get it. I get it now." For those exact reasons, like when I remember I said when I'm learning the business lessons, mm-hmm. that was one of those early like. Probably within the first two months, he was like, "We're gonna pay everybody for their time. I don't care how much we pay him. If it's fifty dollars, a hundred dollars, we're gonna pay him mm-hmm. because that's how much their time is worth, and we're yeah, gonna make sure that that's they feel like." That, yeah, shout out to Val. She told my friend. She told me that like never, never let somebody work for free. Never let somebody work for free because ultimately nobody's doing anything for free. Like right. on an ongoing, it might show love out of one day or somebody, but if they're doing a job for you consistently, if they're not getting paid, they're gonna develop a certain level of resentment mm-hmm. or they're not going to do the job properly. Right. So if right. you can't afford to pay them, then pay them in equity or pay, find some mm-hmm. way to pay That's them. A, man, I've no. been screwed over so many times in business and you came to me, you're like, no, you need you need to get paid for your work because I would just, man, I've just, you know, added a lot of value to a lot of different That's why. That's and... why, you know, like when, you, when you're trying to build businesses and you just said equity. Yeah. She knows. Mm. Like if I don't have the money, we going to, we gonna square up right. some yeah. type of way. Yeah, you gotta complete the circle. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. And and we talk about this all the time. Like we're at a place where we can't let somebody else into our circle who's not gonna complete the circle. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Even with what we're doing with you guys, like it's always gotta be a completed circle. Mm-hmm. You know, just as just as just like you said, you know, adding value back. Right. And it, you gotta think about it. If something doesn't add value. It's useless. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, really, it's just taking space. You know? <laughs> it's taking up. It's, it's, it's taking up space. Yeah. yeah. It's useless. Yeah. And and that's depressing to be someone who's not of any value. Yeah. And that's something that shout out to Brandon Copeland. He said that he's an NFL player. He was on our podcast a while ago, and he said there's only so many losing relationships that you can be on mm-hmm. before you start to lose yourself. It's mm-hmm. like a seesaw. Yeah. Like you know what I'm saying, like life is about balance like mm-hmm. you have too many losing relationships meaning like you're doing stuff for somebody and they're not doing anything for you yeah your, your seesaw is gonna tilt yeah. eventually so it always has to be a balance and it's like there's only so much charity that you can do yeah. like you know what i'm saying if we if we're doing business it has to be an even exchange i'm gonna Energy pay you for your right. service and you're gonna do a good job like yeah. if if it's not the even exchange then we can't do business together. And yeah. I think that that's something that people don't fully understand, especially working with people that you might know personally mm-hmm. or family members and stuff like that. And it's like, all right, well, 
I'm just going to hire my cousin to do my roof. And he's coming. He might come. He might not come. Yeah. And that's not a that's not an even exchange. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that and that goes in business. That goes in relationships, mm-hmm. family, mm-hmm. because once that seesaw starts tipping, right, that, that exactly. scales off. Mm-hmm. It, it's going. That's an abusive relationship yeah. at that point. Yeah, right. Yeah. You're yeah. going to abuse every time because you know that I'm gonna be there for you and I'm gonna come that, back. That's a codependent relationship. Yeah, right. That's why right. you don't want to do that and create those codependent relationships. But that's. That principle is uh, from Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. You know, create a win-win situation. We talked about our emotional bank accounts. Mm-hmm. Like, think about it. If someone's constantly taking away from your bank account and they're not making deposits, that person, how many people are bankrupt with you? Right. Mm-hmm. But they, but you still going into the hole. You know, like at some point you got to stop the bleeding, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's and that's in, like you said, business and 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 personal relationships too. Yeah. You know, the funny thing about sports is that, you know, during the pandemic, the last dance came on and y'all y'all grew up kind of same era with me sure. is that I watched Michael Jordan. I watched my dad. I watched him hustle like that's that's what I see. That's what I do, you know, and a lot of people, they celebrate Mike and Kobe because of their work ethic. Mm-hmm. But then there's a lot of people out here who don't have a good work ethic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. It's like, how did you think he got there? Yeah. And people are like, oh, I don't like how he how he did this, how he did. Look, man, you need that type of energy in this world, specifically as a black man, to be able to really be successful. You know, you got to have that that intensity and that focus. And I'm sure probably both of y'all at some point, I used to be made fun of for that intensity and that focus and that mm-hmm. drive. Like, Dave, what you doing? You watching the Super Bowl? I said, no, nah, they made their money. Mm. I used to tell people that they made their money. I ain't make mine. Yeah, it's real talk. And they look at me like, "What's wrong?" I'm in my twenties saying this. What's wrong mm-hmm. with this guy, man? I'm like, you know, I learned obviously to have fun in my life, but I can't have too much fun if the goal that I'm trying to, the purpose, if not, I'm not meeting the vision. Mm-hmm. I'm a visionary. I'm about my vision. I'm about like, hey, does this look better this week than it did last week? Do I feel better? internally, mentally, emotionally than I did last week. Mm-hmm. I think about it in the same way is that 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 one hundred percent just tunnel vision focus. Yeah, that's important. That that internal inventory. That yeah. you, you know, I mean everything inside projects outwardly anyways. Yeah. So if you if you messed up on the inside, I mean it's gonna show in your physical world. Absolutely. All over. That's a bar. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> How do I feel today? Do I feel better than I did yesterday? Do mm-hmm. I feel better? Than I did last week because again that's going to affect all the relationships everything it'll affect everything mental health screenings when they use that word I'm like dude from a system standpoint oh go again go get checked in I'm like I woke up right that's when I checked in <laughs> yeah exactly that's what we talk about every morning like how'd you sleep? I mean so we can <laughs> we can we can almost kind of wrap up on this is that at, I remember this guy named Big Mike and Big Mike was doing forex back in 2001 mm-hmm. you had to go get a broker. You had to go do some things. I and I'm I'm trying to wrap my mind around what he's doing. I hear Forex and I know about foreign exchange, but I'm like, where do I even start with this? Now fast forward, we can all pull up our phones and start looking at our stuff in real time. Mm-hmm. It's that level of awareness that gives us the power. With your mental emotional state of being, if you're not checking in with yourself and observing yourself. Why was I thinking that? Why was I feeling that? What's really going on? And I'm constantly, I'm not overanalyzing, but I am 
processing. I am listening to my vessel, to my to my body. Mm-hmm. And when we have that, when we gain that level of awareness, the same way that we gain the level of awareness on our apps about our financial states of being, that's where the power is. Definitely. It's all about awareness. And that's why we're here. Because yeah. we both connected yeah. on what? Bringing, raising the level of awareness. Asset over liabilities. Yeah. <laughs> Inner wealth. Inner wealth. <laughs> there you have it. It's the family. That's <laughs> it. So until next time, guys. Appreciate you. Thank you for having thanks us. Thanks for coming. Yeah, thanks for coming. Thank you. Love is love, y'all. Peace. Peace. Thanks, appreciate it. That, that was the easiest one we've ever done. <laughs> la, la, la. You've been listening to the Inner World Podcast on EYL with David and Elizabeth. Theme song produced by Be Ready for West Coast Creations. I am Raz Cass, reminding you to take action, be proactive, be congruent. Get out of the matrix. Get your mind right. We've automated mental health at inception. Join the movement. La 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 la. Inner wealth podcast. La la la. la. Inner wealth podcast. La la la. la. Inner wealth podcast. La, 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 la.